If your kid ate mud and you don't know what to do And your neighbors judge and your in-law shitty too Pour tequila in your coffee Don't go running as your mommy And together we'll break it down to find a clue Ask the badass moms like a badass mom would do We're here for you This is Christy. And I'm Jenna, and this is Badass Moms. Badass. Hi, you beautiful mamas. Welcome to the Badass Moms podcast. As always, I am one half of the Badass Moms, Jenna Levine Liu, the founder of Six Cool Moms, a national social network for fun and funny moms. And with me, as always, is my beautiful, magnificent co-host, Christy Mirabello, who is the founder of Fierce Mama Coaching. How are you, Christy? I am fabulous. I, because I homeschool, I gave us a snow day, even though it barely snowed. Hell yeah. A great, a great excuse to slack the fuck Cookies? Off. What? Did you get, get make cookies? I don't know why I thought You know that. what? We almost made oatmeal raisin and then realized we were out of raisins. And I said, fuck it. Let's just be lazy instead. And we sipped on some tea and cocoa. Okay. That's nice. How uh, are you? Oatmeal raisin, gross. Well, um, it was for my husband. I fucking hate them, loathe them. It's his favorite kind. I want to throw up. Probably why I didn't care about not making them. He's lucky you stayed with him. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so no, I'm good. Actually, we were talking before we started recording that I did microblading on my brows this past weekend. Yes. Actually, microblading is different than what I did. Microblading is drawing on my hair. I did powder brows, which is more of a makeup look, but it's still permanent. And I was saying that the experience was interesting because I was there, I was at the person's house. Her name's Hanya. She's in Potomac, Maryland. She's absolutely amazing. Beauty by Hanya, if you want to check it out. Um, and she's been doing my brows forever and I love her. And so when I found she was doing microblading, I was all on board because I wanted to get it done. And in your head, when you say like, oh, I want to get this done. And then you're in the, on the table, you're like, wow, this is a whole thing because it was getting a tattoo on my face for two and a half hours. You're straight Mike Tyson up in here. I know. And, um, you know, it's not unpainful. And I was <laughs> numbed. It's not the most painful thing, obviously, I've ever gotten done. If you've had dental work, it's not nearly as bad as that. If you've been, like, hit by a rubber band, it's like that, but a lot. And for a long but, time. For a long time. But since I, like, tensed up because I like to nut up and, you know, not complain – I was so exhausted by the time I left there. I went home and took a two-hour nap because it's just like my body was just like tense for so long. But I love the way they look, and it was a really great experience. I'm excited to see when the color sort of gets to what it's naturally going to be, what that's going to look like. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. It's awesome looking. It looks Thanks. really, really super fly. And, um, yeah, I love the shape. It, was, it just, like, frames yeah. your face so nicely. So she actually lifted up my natural brow line because it goes down more because I have kind of small eyes and it definitely brightened up my eyes and, and they look brighter and the color looks more more noticeable. But I was mostly just proud of myself. I didn't complain. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm great. This is great. Everything's great. And then I came home and passed out. You're like, it's fine. And then we don't see Jenna yeah. for the week. I would say on the scale of like zero being like 
you're in Shavasana and yoga and there's no pain and you're just happy to pushing a baby out of your vagina, it was probably maybe like a three. Three, And I would say I would put Brazilian waxes up at like a seven. Mm, I have never had a Brazilian wax. Shut the fuck up. Really? No, I'm going to do that and get a tattoo. Don't get a Brazilian. Tattoos are, le- I'm sure, less pain. Brazilian waxes fucking hurt. I know. It well, that's really the thing. I had a hurt. bunch of friends who got them. They would all get them done. I, like, started hanging out with this crew in my, like, early 20s, and they all would, like, it was, like, a thing, like, 500 of them. Let's go get our crotches waxed. And they're like, come on, Christy. And I was like, you guys complain and like cry about it every time. And they're like, but it gets better and better. It doesn't. No, 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 no. Let me correct that because I've gotten it done. It does not get better. It only gets worse because then you anticipate the pain. So you're in there ready to get the hair ripped out of your vagina and it fucking hurts. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sound fun. You're so married. maybe I I'll skip that, but I need, I need the tattoo. Maybe not on my okay. face, but yeah. somewhere. Mike loves your vagina <laughs> as it is. Don't rip the hair out of it. It's true. I have heard no complaints about the vag. I know. Well, actually, if I went like full bush and just let it all go, Christian would be like, hey, my Mike. I'm not <laughs> trying to be weird, but if you can. But you could just give that a little chop. A little. Well, little actually. Skating. I shouldn't, I shouldn't tell you this because it's like a public podcast, but I'm going to, but anyways, like Christian, that, yeah. Christian has a pair of scissors in his medicine cabinet. And I didn't know what the scissors were for. So mm. I use the scissors for various things. And then it turns out, cause I was using them to like cut construction paper or something. Christian's like, where'd you get the scissors? Let's get them from your medicine cabinet. And he was like, those are my pube scissors. scissors. <laughs> He's like, I groom with those. I know. And I said, why are you using like construct? Are like, they like Crayola, <laughs> Crayola brands? <laughs> yeah, they're like it's like a blue top. Like it's not like scissors that you'd be like, oh, he definitely uses those for grooming. It's like, oh, these are like look like scissors for a kid's art project. But mm. apparently, for my husband, the art project is his is, pubic hair. His pubes. So cool. I love that. Now you well, all know a little bit. At least you didn't know. like cut open like a bag of food or something with it. You know? <laughs> oh, ew. Maybe I have. I don't, I don't want to talk. I don't want to think about it or talk about it. I've moved on. Rebooting, rebooting. Okay, guys. Are we ready for some questions? We're, We're ready. Are, yeah. Okay. I want y'all to sit the fuck down for this one. This, Becca, I love you. We got a lot of words coming out of Becca. I'm ready to read them to the world. And uh, here we go, Becca. I hope we can help you. I am going to read this and respond. And then Jenna's going to respond and... We're going to see what comes out of our bodies after this one. All right. Everyone get your drink, get your wine, get your tea, sit down, loosen up. Here we go. Take a deep breath. (laughs) I have lost all power in my life and marriage. Not that I have had full power, but it's not 50-50 anymore. And it always has been in the past. I work full time plus overtime. He is home with our son. Every day is a hassle. We have one vehicle while in between buying another car, but he's so lackadaisical when I have to be at work on time. I'll work a 14-hour shift and I come home to the house, a disaster, dishes full in the sink, toys and laundry everywhere waiting for me to do. Absolutely nothing gets done and he is the stay-at-home parent right now, but I am forced expected to do it all. 
I've been alone in this marriage for four years now. I live with this man. I know how capable he is to be a great husband. I've been there for him through everything. Together, we beat addiction, went through the losses of both his parents, and made the move away from my family from somewhere to somewhere else. I don't want to give that away just in case there's any privacy stuff. From state to state, we have a beautiful three-year-old son who loves my mom, stepdad, and niece. We left them, and I was given a bunch of broken promises that this would be amazing and our lives would thrive and a marriage would get better. Well, it's worse. I work so much, and God forbid I want a break, he screams at me. Eee, don't like that one. He's an angry man. He knows I'm not happy, and he mocks me. He mocks my panic attack. He, he attacks. He mocks me if I cry. This man used to run to me and hold me if I ever shed a tear. Now he laughs. I've even been told to go kill myself. I can't even get this out. Like, what I'm the fuck? To, I'm about to cry. Go kill myself since I fail. I would fail at that too. After uh, a fight where I blacked out and went to walk into traffic. I feel I'm stuck. I'm a doormat. And I can't even say I'm just a piece of meat because he doesn't F me either. He never truly is sorry for the pain he purposely puts me through. I'm afraid of the thing he would do if I try to leave with our son. Every day I open my eyes. I worry about what's going to happen that day. Is he mad? Is he going to take his anger out on me? Is he okay? I have no freedoms, friends, or family. I need advice. This man single-handedly changed me from an independent woman never needing a man for anything to a complete depressed shell of a woman feeling like I'll never get out of this situation. I'm lost. Love, Becca. Okay, Becca, let me get my shit together real quick because that is a lot. It's not just a lot of words. It's a lot of words because it's a lot of stuff and a lot of emotion and a lot of turmoil and a lot of pain. And I feel it in my damn body. Yeah, I feel sick. That's I awful. really do. I feel like I want to just cry for you and hold you. Um, and I don't want to be helpless in this advice giving. So me and Jenna will power through to figure out how to help you with our words and also resources because there are things that come you know, into our inbox that are a little over our heads. Like obviously we can give you advice, but in this situation, I think Jenna would agree, we would need there are resources and we will get you more details with those. Um, yeah, you so need let's to get out. Address this. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to feel like this on the inside, but after listening to podcasts, I, I know you said you listened to a couple of the podcasts and you can see there are people on the other side in similar situations, in abusive, physical, emotional, all, all types of abusive situations and you are never stuck. And the fact you have fear, I mean, the fact, look, he's obviously a very hurt man. And I don't know when or where all this pain happened. You said he, he was a good man and he's kind of transitioned to this man. And of course, part of me, the compassionate part of me looks at everyone and looks at his situation and feels sad for him. But fuck that. That's not your problem. Your number one problem is keeping yourself and your child safe. And that's, that's where I come in. That's where the protector in me will come forward first. I don't give a shit why he's like that. I don't give a shit why 
somebody used to beat me up all the time. I don't give a fuck why, okay? I, I have compassion for them, but we can love them from afar. If he goes and gets help and all sorts of shit and one day shows back up, but the odds of that, I don't even know, but I don't want to think about that. We're going to think about right now what's happening. You don't feel safe in your own home. That's not okay. That is not a way to live. You are worth more than that. I know it's scary, but that's why there are services out there to help you make plans to get out safely. And so we will, um, and, and I know cert, we've mentioned these on podcasts before, but we will um, give you whatever resources we can get together and also post them in our Facebook group. Um, I'll stop there because there's, there's so much more stuff, but I want Jenna to take some of this too. But obviously the biggest takeaway, there's so much in there that we could dissect, but the bottom line is you are not safe and you feel worthless and you have a child who's watching and that is enough to get, get the fuck out. Okay. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) All right. So I'm looking at it now and I'm sort of breaking it down in my head. And the problem is what I, what I'm seeing, and I don't know how long you were in this relationship for, but it seems like a systematic pattern of abuse where he's done what he can to take you away from your friends and family, keep you isolated. The fact that you only have one car becomes a little bit of an issue. You're now the sole breadwinner. um, And also you're a mom to a three-year-old. And what I'm guessing is that you're doing more work. And then on top of that, he's uh, negging you, but not even just negging you. He literally told you to kill yourself, Mm. but said you probably couldn't even do that. Now that to me, that is a line that is, that's crossing a, a huge, huge line. It goes totally. into being almost a threat at the end of the day. He's telling you to end your life, but then telling you that you're not strong enough to do it. Because in his head, you're not strong enough to leave him. But the thing is, you are. You, you are. are. Because what I hear is that you have one car that you're probably paying the bill on. You're, mm. working, you're working so hard and you're killing yourself. That's your money. So here's what you do this is like my advice. And again, we'll provide you resources. If your money's in a joint account, stop that now or start taking and putting money aside and saving for yourself and build up a plan for yourself to get out. Now, if you feel unsafe, like you're not sure what he's going to do, then you need to go to a lawyer immediately Tell them your situation, tell them your fears and let them guide you through what you need to do to get out. Because if you're scared for your safety, then you should be scared for your child's safety as well. Because if you don't know what he's going to do to you, then you don't know what he's going to do to that son. And the longer you stay, the worse it's going to get. This isn't a marriage. You are kind of a doormat to him. And I know it's super hard to break those patterns, especially you probably love him. You remember the good times and all this stuff, but this guy is not good for you. And all the love that you have for him sort of isn't worth shit. If he's the type of person who can't appreciate you and respect you and thank you for everything that you're doing. So my personal advice is lawyer up, get your finances in order because that is your money and get the fuck 
out. Now, if you're scared for your safety, there's other organizations. And I, I don't know if House of Ruth is national, but it's one that I, I really like. So I can look for one that's um, local to you if you, you want to email us and, and ask for that. And there are people that will help you move out of your house in a safe fashion so you don't have to be worried about what he's going to do. You can move back home to be with your family. Um, courts will probably give you full custody of your child. You can get that kid out of, out of state and away from him. You can figure out um, custody and all that stuff later. But the biggest thing you have to do is you have to get out of this situation in a safe way with help. You're not alone. There's a lot of organizations that are there to help you. And again, seeing somebody professional like a lawyer who can talk you through the steps of how something like this has gone, because there's a lot of lawyers that specialize in, in these kind of custody cases and these kind of divorce cases. And so I, I definitely think that you should do a little bit of research into your, your market and, and find somebody and uh, start making that plan to get out. And again, if you need additional resources, um, we can provide some to you that are local to you. I don't exactly know where you live, but if you, if you let us know, we're definitely happy to help. But yeah, straight up, you have to, you have to get out. Like there's no fixing this. There's, this you'll, is, never, you'll yeah. never fix this. This is you'll beyond. Yeah, this is beyond. This is abusive. You're in a, you're, and maybe it's not physical, but you're in an abusive marriage. And Here this is go. the kind of stuff that can get very, very dangerous very quickly. Yeah. If it's not physical, obviously you're fearing for what he could do and there, it could lead to that. Um, Jenna mentioning about the custody thing that made me think about something else. I would immediately, um, any emails or texts or anything you have, if you do want full custody, if you think you could get that because of things he's done or said, and I don't know all the situation, but if you have anything, um, Becca, that is in your email, text, anything like that you have saved, I would send it to either a trusted friend or create um, a separate account that he does not have access to. So you can have proof of anything that could be damning to him that could help support you get full custody. If, and I know it's a lot to think about. And I know you don't want to like even go there probably yet. You just need to make a plan to get out. But I'm telling you, if it's someone you can't trust and he's possessive or anything, he might go in your emails and whatever. So I would send anything to an email and then delete it out of your sent folder so he doesn't know where it went because he could break it. I don't know if he has access, you know, if you're in the house together. Or your I'm work just, email. What? Or her work email, maybe. Work email, but then that's tricky because if her work email watches that's, that work, I would, I would honestly send it if you have anyone you can trust that you um, do talk about this stuff with, maybe you could send it to them. Or like I said, make an email, but don't leave a trace of it anywhere. Don't save it, you know, when you're in your login or anything like that. Um, or don't save your passwords anywhere. Make sure to like cut all your passwords out. Um, and maybe that's just the like investigator in me. <laughs> Jenna knows I have an investigative mind. Yeah. But I'll also say one other thing here. And I mean, this is tough because who knows how to react to it. But if, if I were you in this situation and I came home from a 14 hour shift and the house was a mess and he was waiting for me to do it, I wouldn't do it. No, nope. yeah. you're going to live in filth and squalor. If that's how you want to live, you want to get angry. You want to scream at me. I'm going to scream right back at you. Yeah. But, and I'm if you're happy and he mocks you, then you mock him for being a lazy piece of shit and tell him to get a fucking job. 
Yeah, but actually, if, if he's not gonna hit you, I'm like, but actually, skip all that and just get the fuck out. No. Yeah, get the fuck out. Get the fuck. But I'm you might mad. need a plan. And like Jenna said, there are you know, I don't know all the local local ones, but um, I'm there's so laws. L L A W S is one, but I don't know if that was when I was in Virginia. That was there. I don't know if that's here as well, but um, they can give you, and it might be depending on your situation. It might be a quick plan, you know, or it might be like Jenna said, like a saving up and whatever, um, having to do that. But I agree with the financial aspect. I would consult a lawyer, like no matter what, I would actually just go to a lawyer despite any of the like possible abuse stuff. Like, yes, that, but also financially. So you know how to manage that legally, right? Because it's, you're married. So there's, I don't know about all the legal stuff. So I would definitely first go to lawyer and, and then get a plan to get out. Honey, you, you deserve so much more than this. This is fucking heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And I am so sorry that you're going through this and I know it's hard and it's scary, but we are here, reach out to us and, and we will look into um, resources, but you're not alone. There are people in these situations, there's support groups, um, so no, you're not alone. You're not the first one to go through this. You won't be the last, unfortunately. And we got your back. You have to, you have to believe that you can, you can do this for you and your, and your son. 100%. I'm so sorry. It's, oh, it's a heart wrencher, man. This one, the next one's a little easier. Yeah, definitely easier. Hey, we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. How are you teaching your kiddos about gender? I have girls and boys and my daughter asks about my son's penis. I told her, well, he's a boy, so he has a penis, but that's not necessarily the case. What's politically correct? I'm so confused by this. All right, so I did a little bit of research into this particular question, and this actually goes by the child's age. So starting at the time they're around three, you wanna start naming body parts for them. So you can be like, this is a vagina. And uh, most girls have a vagina, and boys have a penis or most boys have a penis. So you want to say that like most, but not everybody and start sort of working that language in, but you don't want to confuse them too much early on because they just don't under understand. But also the good thing about teaching them about their own body parts is that they know like what's an okay touch and what's not an okay touch. And they'll start to be more comfortable about it. So parents that actually talk to their kids about these kind of things uh, wind up actually protecting their children in the, in the long run when it comes to their mental and sexual health. So these are all good things to know. Once your child gets a little older and starts to go to uh, elementary school around the time they're you know five or six years old, well, then you can start getting into more what gender actually means. And you can talk a little bit more about the dynamics of that because they'll have a little bit more of an understanding. So it, even in, in terms of gender, um, you can sort of let the kids play because that's what they do. It's like play-based learning at that stage as well. So you can, you know, let them play, tell them to point out parts on, on a doll and do a little bit of an explanation in terms of, again, the say some, you know, most boys have a penis and most girls have a vagina, but that's not always necessarily the case. There's lots of uh, different, you know, ways to sort of look at the world and make those decisions. And, and at the end of the day, your child will also start to gravitate toward things on their own. I mean, as we know, kids like to play and pretend there are a million different things. They want to pretend to be a boy. They want to pretend to be a girl. They want to pretend to be a dog. They want to pretend to be a chair. 
you know. So I always wanted to be a damn chair when I was yeah, young. Yeah, <laughs> always wants to be that chair. Sometimes your kid wants to be a cat. Whatever, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so as long as you are open with them, you answer their questions if they come up and you answer them as honestly as you can, then I think that that's really all you have to do. There's no like right answer. Well, there is a wrong answer. The wrong answer is being like, girls have a vagina and boys have a penis and it never changes. You want to be like open about it and, you know, use words like most and some and teach them about gender pronouns. And then when it even comes up, you can talk about like, you know, why maybe they have a friend that has two moms or two dads. And, and as long as you're open and honest and be completely non-judgmental about the, the situation, you're doing a great service to your kids. But if you have a three-year-old that's like, what, like, why does, what's his name have a penis and I have a vagina, that's an easy enough just to be like, well, boys have a penis and girls have a a vagina. It's just the difference. Yes. Well, that, that about covers it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is, it's something I haven't thought much about. Um, Cora, even at six has, you know, hasn't come up too much for, for us. Um, you know, she doesn't have a sibling and yep. So, uh, Poppy's at the stage now, she's 17 months old where she's like kind of found her vagina and like, we'll touch it. And I'm sort of like in my brain, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I know this is normal, but it's weird and I don't understand. I know that, that, you know, kids explore. And as a teacher, when I taught kindergarten, you don't realize how many kids explore until you are in a kindergarten room and you're like, okay, hands not on the lap, <laughs> hands on the desk. Um, it is, it is, you know, I, it's just another part of the body, right? Like they play with their yeah. elbows and then and there's exploration and I, you know, it feels different. So it's, it's tricky that whole thing. I have a question for you, Christy. Mm, oh gosh. So this is what I'm actually, I've, I've thought about. So I, we're not a, like a naked family. Like I don't walk around naked. I don't mm. hang out naked. Poppy doesn't hang out naked. She's usually clothed, um, you know, except for like bath time and stuff like that. We'll like let her run around. My husband's never naked. So the few times that I've been naked in front of Poppy, like where she's in the room with me as I'm changing, there's been a time or two where she'll like point to my vagina and look confused and my I can't like I'm so immature I'm sort of like what do like what do I say that's like, mommy's vagina she's 17 yeah. years old it's weird it's I weird mean, I, just, a I, say, I say private I always say private I don't know why I will say I have always been a naked person. I don't know why. You, it's funny because I would think like it'd be opposite. Like I feel like I'm the prude of us two and you're like the more like crass version of me. And it's so funny because it's like complete opposite where my husband was like, can you stop? Like our neighbors probably <laughs> see you naked like every day. And I'm like, I love freedom. My body's a temple. Um, no, but I run around with a bra on like, I mean, most days. Like I'm just comfortable being like free so my husband, totally not. I mean, my husband would wear like a parka and pants all, all day, all, all year round. My husband will not be naked in front of her. He's like That's terrified. Yeah. Mike, he, he doesn't want her, you know, her to look and be like, what is that? He won't even be in that? his boxers. I'm like, it's like a swimsuit. Who cares? He's like, oh my God. Like, I know. Oh, I so wait, so if you've been naked in front of Cora yeah. when she was younger, totally. did she ever like point <laughs> Like, what is that? Yeah. And well, why does I, I mean, her was like young. I mean, maybe it was like two or something when she actually used the words and was like, um, 
what is it called? And I said, well, I call it a private, but boys have a different private than girls have. So like daddy is a different private than you and mommy. She's like, okay. Um, but I run around in a bra and it's like the joke in our family because she'll run around with no shirt on. I did too as a kid. Like, I mean, there are pictures of me outside with the boys and all of our short shirts off, like at five Love years old. It. Like, um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's just maybe how, how you grow up and stuff, but, um, she has no problems, but my husband's the one who's very like private. And then we're like these wild naked women in the wind. Christy, do you remember that movie kindergarten cat? Yes. So when I first saw this question, my first thought was when Arnold Schwarzenegger is asking the kids, who is your daddy and what does he do? That was a bad impression, but I tried. <laughs> I love um, you. And the little boy says, my dad's a gynecologist and he looks at vaginas all day long. And another point that same kid goes, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. And I'm like, why can't that kid just <laughs> teach why, gender? Why can't, yeah. Why, why can't we all be like that kid and just make yeah. it simple? We do make things complicated as adults, right? Like it's really not embarrassing. Like we all have a freaking private, like, let's just, just get over it and just say, yeah, it's my vagina. I, I like think maybe this year I finally said it to Cora for the first time, like the actual word. I don't know why. Like it's our private. It's our private. My mom calls vaginas pishkies. Oh my, I call them hoo-hahs. Do you, you, I mean, a lot of people do, right? Hoo-ha? Yeah. Pishkis. I love that. Is that I like a real Yiddish. thing? Yiddish. Is that a mom thing? Yiddish. Yiddish. Pishkis. All right. Speaking well. of vaginas, <laughs> are you ready for moms in the news? Oh, yes. I'm going to be surprised with you all this time, guys. I'm excited. All Bring right. it on. This cracks me up, actually. California mom who earns $140,000 a week showing it all on OnlyFans says other parents are bullying her. First of all, 140K a week, I would be on friggin' OnlyFans for that. She's 44 years old. She's a mother of three, and she's been showing her, uh, shaking her shit on OnlyFans, which is an adult website that allows anyone to be the next big adult entertainment star. She and her husband, because they do it together, earn as much as 140K a week. She's a model, he is the photographer, but recently um, their neighbors and other moms at school found out what was happening and started to cause issues. Mm. So the pictures from her OnlyFans account were sent to the children's school principal and the parents are calling for her children to be kicked out of school. So the local outrage hasn't stopped from her, her from performing and earning money, um, you know, we, she probably earns more than her neighbors do. They're just general. mad. They're just yeah. jealous. So first of all, I have a couple of thoughts on this. First of all, LOL. I love it. First of all, she's 44 and a mom of three, and she's earning $140,000 a week. And her husband's the photographer. That's kind of beautiful. And yeah. who gives a shit? They're keeping it in the family. Mm -hmm. She's not hiding it. She's proud of what she does. She's making a pornographic amount of money no pun intended a little pun intended i <laughs> love it i love it um and so and it's it's subscription so you don't get the pictures unless you subscribe so you freaking karens out there that are going on and sending it to the school's principal and i'm sorry why do our children have to be kicked out of school what do her children have to do with this like how does that affect how does that affect any of them it doesn't. It's a bunch of jealous people who are mad that this hot-ass woman in her mid-40s is still desirable and making Just money. throwing her twat around for some cold, hard cash. <laughs> who gives a shit? Do you know how many people have seen my vagina and I haven't gotten paid? I've actually paid them! 
to look in there. It's doctor. Jack and I was like, who'd you pay? I paid for oh, people a doctor. Oh, yeah. I'll give you 20 bucks if you look at my You vagina. know what? No. I mean, oh. okay, sure. Maybe I wouldn't do it. I don't know. 140000 No. I don't know. Okay, so maybe we wouldn't do it, but I mean, I'm not going to say it's it's a big chunk of money. Maybe we wouldn't, wouldn't do it. But if I, I was trying to think if I really heard of a mom doing this at the school, I don't care. I'd be She's like, damn, like I couldn't do that, but kind of like that's a lot out of money. And can like you take me out on your yacht? You know, that'd be more my angle. This mom should join Cool Moms of Los Angeles County. If yes. you're listening, that'd be awesome. She should lead that shit. I know, right? 150%. Actually, speaking of it, maybe I should put my Duncan picks on there. Oh my I gosh, did... those were so magical. I know. They made my world. I love Dunkin' Donuts, you guys. Like, I have an iced coffee from there almost every day after I take Poppy to daycare. Since she was born. <laughs> Since I was born! And I bought the full-on Dunkin' Donuts sweatsuit when it came out uh, because everybody told me to buy it and do like pictures with it. So I did. So I enlisted my photographer. Her name's Jamie Luger. She does Kate and Cole photography to take a boudoir style photo shoot of me in the Dunkin' outfits. And the pictures are fucking amazing. They are so good. My can- favorite one, there's one of the donuts on Jenna's boobies. You can't see her boobies, but it, it that is my favorite. It is it's awesome. Like, it's a really cool shot. It's not just because it's, I mean, that's part of it, obviously. I love that one. And then then your favorite one was my other favorite one where you're like laying back kind of. Oh, well, that was really, so the funny thing is, is that I looked really not, I looked really good. No, I, girl, scream it, say it. I looked really really hot in those pictures. And actually my husband said, he's like, it confuses me in my pants because it's very silly, (laughs) but you look really hot. Also, this is just a fun side note, and then we'll, we'll wrap up the episode, uh, so we're not going on too long, but at one point, I have the photographer standing above me on my bed, she like has the camera up, and I have my, my assistant strategically placing the donuts to cover up my bra, and Christian was in the bathroom at this point, in our bedroom, he comes out and like witnesses happens, Wit- witnesses is happening, and just rolls his eyes and leaves the room. Like, like there, that's my wife. There she yeah, is in indeed. all her glory. Um, side note, we need to start owning our fucking hotness. Uh-huh. Like this whole wim- women trained to be like, I look good. No, I didn't look good. Like, yeah, you fucking did own that shit. So mm-hmm. everybody own your fucking hotness. New rule. Bitches, I am fucking gorgeous. You can't tell from the podcast recordings because I always look garbagey, but normally I'm really pretty. You can't tell how fucking hot we are, and you are too. So don't feel jealous because you're fucking hot too. Okay, everybody? <laughs> yeah, everybody's hot. All right. On that note. On that note. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode. This is back to our original format. We'll keep doing those inter- interviews from time yes. to time, but we like to sprinkle it in with a little bit of advice. Keep a little variety. Yeah, because we are the bad ask moms. So if you have a question you'd like us to answer, please email badaskmoms at gmail.com and we will definitely tackle it. Well, you can remain anonymous. Just let us know. We can use your name. However you want to play it, we're here to help. And we appreciate you tuning in. If you love us as much as we love ourselves and love you, yes, please, hot. please give us a five-star review on iTunes share with your friends, tag us. I don't know if Spotify has reviews. If they do, review us there. But keep on listening, keep on sharing, keep on supporting us, and we will support you. Yeah. We'll scratch your back if you scratch ours. Yeah. (laughs) Or something. Yeah. And (laughs) in case, you know, the big lesson from today, we want you to know that boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. But sometimes they don't.
Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, sometimes the opposite genders do, and sometimes they have both. Yeah. It's a thing. It's up to you, man. You want to have a dick? Get that dick. You want a vagina? Get that vagina. Hashtag get that dick. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it means a couple of things, getting that dick, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, write us at badaskwithakmoms at gmail.com. You can find the lovely Jenna on Instagram at Noshing the Suburbs and Six Cool Moms with Two X's on Facebook. Find me, Christy, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Fierce Mama Christy or Fierce Mama Coaching. Feel free to share our podcast and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you like what you hear. Don't forget to keep being your badass self.